You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello and hello on 2BLM Podcast, I'm your host Chris O'Brien and we have a quiet week this week ladies and gentlemen and that kind of makes me happy, like we've just sort of had quick fire with like Dantaku, Juniors, Dominion and who needs that? Like honestly I, I watch other wrestling promotions other than New Japan Pro Wrestling but they've literally all had to take a back seat up until this week when I've started catching up so Lucha Underground literally picked the best week to start for me but um no it's been a really busy time so it's kind of nice to have like a couple weeks where there's just nothing major there's some casino road shows where probably the biggest thing we're gonna get is the g1 announcements but really there's nothing major happening until g1 special actually at the beginning of july and then it's we're going right into the g1 so i'll have a good month and a bit rest before everything gets crazy again so i guess i have a little bit of fun and that sort of comes up in today's podcast we're finishing off the super juniors not in sort of i'm reviewing every match but i'm going to go through some of my standouts of the whole play of the whole tournament and talk about thoughts going out of it who i think should get push out of it um the star ratings are in for dominion star ratings aren't really something i care about but i'd be remiss if i didn't mention it so i'll be going over that later in the show as well as talking about some non-new japan stuff i'm going to be talking about the debut of lucha underground um ring of honor tv this week is the first ring of honor tv i've watched in a while actually like i haven't watched been keeping up with the tv show i've been keeping up with stories like i know what's going on just i haven't been keeping up with the tv show and there's some other things, some hopes for G1, some popular opinions. I'm going to be trying to unravel what the fuck the Bullet Club is anymore. After Dominion, where it's now just a little bit of a mess. It's not fine. Cody can't even say it's fine anymore. So, no, all that to come. And I'm really looking forward to getting into it. So let's just jump into the Young Lion podcast. First up, let's just finish for Super Juniors. I'm not going into every match. Like, to be honest, at this point, I can't remember most of the matches. It was just like so many great matches just smushed together. It's kind of like the G1. Like so many possible match of the year candidates come out for G1 and we forget about them. Like um, Kenny Omega versus Michael Elgin, Okada versus Michael Elgin, um, Evil versus Okada, Omega versus um, Naito. Actually, that one is remembered. Forget that. But like... um. Ibushi versus Naito, just there was so much coming out of the G G one and it's the same with the Super Juniors every year. It's not as quite as high as stakes. Like the G one has much more of a sense of importance. You know, the juniors sort of feels just like a mini um G one, which the single camera on half the fucking shows doesn't help. Like especially I understand on the show where your headliner is Osprey versus um versus Yo, or something, but when it's Dragon Lee versus Takahashi, one of the best feuds going, you give that shit full support. Don't give that a single um, camera. Give it commentary. I can understand um, Japanese commentary, but still, it would be nice to hear people marking out while I'm marking out, because that is one of the best matches of the tournament. Takahashi had most of the best matches of the tournament. Like His match with Skill was great. His match with um, Ishimori in the finals was amazing. That match with Dragon Lee. I personally prefer the Dragon Lee match to the Ishimori match. That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. I just wanted to be a hipster for a second. No, because that Ishimori-Takahashi um, match. Ooh. Yes, like, if you didn't, if you weren't hyped for Ishimori being in New Japan, 
that's where you should be hyped for Ishimori being in New Japan. And I'm really looking forward to some of the stuff coming up for Takahashi, which we'll be getting more into when we're talking about Kazuna Road. But no, um, my breakout of the tournament would have been was definitely show. Nothing has changed. He just kept impressing me after impressing me. He has an amazing drop kick as well as a great finish, and I'm really looking forward to see where he goes. I talked about why I love him in the Dominion review. So if you want to know why I love him, go listen to the Dominion review. But yeah, the Super Juniors probably the best Super Juniors tournament we've had in years. Like again, I can't remember past Super Juniors, past sort of the legendary Osprey Ricochet matches. Because again, they all just smushed together. You've like literal match of the year candidates in other years are lost in the shuffle. And it's a bit of a shame given the format, but sort of like it, de- it definitely desensitizes you. Um, the only thing um, that sort of tops it in terms of high flying action is Lucha Underground, but they're sort of two very different things. Which we'll be getting into later, actually, again. But no, the um, the best of Super Juniors is great this year. Um, uh, no one looked bad coming out of it. No, everyone had something memorable, apart from Tiger Mask. Like, just I I miss Liger, <laughs> and Tiger Mask is still there. It just makes me sad because Tiger Mask isn't as good as Liger. It's not even the legendary Tiger Mask we all love from the Dynamite Kid matches. Which if you haven't gone back and watched. Go back and watch. It is legendary for a reason. But no, Super Genius was great. Um, but that was months ago. That's ancient history. Let's jump into the future right now. And by the future, I mean Casino Road, which ooh, it actually looks like a fun house show. <laughs> um, I'm I am gonna be watching it mostly because it starts at like ten thirty in the morning, so I'm gonna be up anyway. And like I'm off college, there's not much else to do. It's not something I need to focus on. It's something's gonna be in the background. Do not expect full reviews of Kazuna Road stuff, except for um the big title matches. There are some big title matches. There's um there's Elgin versus Goto for the Never Open Weight title, which is gonna be lit. And um, Takahashi versus um. Oh god, who is it? El Desperado, which was one of the better matches, one of the surprise matches actually, from the best of Super Junior. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing those. Um, Junior Tag Titles on the line, I believe. I, ca- I can't remember for ta- card. The biggest talking point for me actually is um, the fact that Jeff Cobb's coming back. I like that we're using Jeff Cobb more because I, I just love Jeff Cobb. He is simply just. The feats of strength he put. He's like he is like a young block Brock Lesnar. It's a shame he doesn't look as intimidating as a young Brock Lesnar. He's not like he's intim- intimidating when he's Matanza in Lucha Underground. But like you just see him sort of in a singlet. It's sort of like it's, you're like a Big Show and Kurt Angle had a baby. And like which is a shame because he's amazing. Like if you don't believe he's amazing, watch any of his Chosen Bro stuff in PWG. Watch anything. It watch. I think he was in Super Strong Style in Progress one year. Go watch that. Uh, where else? Go watch anything in Lucha Underground. He's just insane, absolutely fucking insane. And I love that he's back in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I look forward to seeing what he can do. I'm joining the baby face side of the roster. He has no affiliation. Although someone, if he's going to be a regular, some stable should probably eat that shit up. But no, really looking forward to all this going forward. Um, and also looking forward, we need to talk about the G1 Special, don't we? Because the first four matches have been announced for the G1 Special, which gets me hype. Um, there's a special 30-minute special tag match between Okada, Osprey, and Naito and Bushi. Fine. Um, it's seen, on the website, it's been put in the main event slot. I doubt it's going to be the main event. It better not be the main event, because I'm sorry, Bushi 
Okada, Will Ospreay, and Naito shouldn't be the vocal point. I mean, maybe Okada because he just lost the title. And Osprey actually just lost the title. Jesus Christ. Oh, actually, did you see the... There was a JY post on Instagram and just showed all the Chaos members of their titles. And he just said, uh, Mr. Stark, I'm not feeling so good. I thought that was funny. I like, I do genuinely like JY. But um, yeah, Osprey, Okada versus Naito, Bishi. Fine. That better not be at the actual main event. Otherwise, I will fucking nerd raise you in my review. Um, we have Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson versus Evil and Sonata in a rematch. Good. Um, it was half as good as the um, match at Dominion. I'm going to be really happy to be watching that. Um, we have Jay White versus Juice Robinson for the US title. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm actually really looking forward to this match. It's probably a match people going to live. I'm probably not looking forward to it as much as just seeing half this New Japan talent. But... As you know, I, what I'm salivating for this match, helping these two break out. And I hope it does help these two break out. We're both capable of having this match be a breakout match for them. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we also have Kenny Omega versus Cody for the IWGP title. Which is good. It's sort of... Uh, uh, they had a match at Ring of Honor... What was it? Supercard of Honor? I think that was it. Supercard of Honor. And it wasn't all that great. It was good. It was fine. It was like... It was slightly above what Cody normally does. It was about as good as his match with Ibushi at um, Duntaku, which, while I shattered over it, was still a decent match. But, like, is that really going to draw? Like, it, I know it drew 6,500 at the um, Ring of Honor show, but is it going to draw... How big's the Cow Palace? It, it's, it's bigger than 6,500, I know that much. And is it going to sell out? I don't know. I hope it does. And I hope this is better. Because Cody can have great matches. He had a great match with Ibushi. Great match with Okada. He, he, he's capable of really good matches. He just sort of has the Randy Orton problem. Where he he just uses a lot of wrestles at, at times. And it does get annoying. So if he hasn't completely left that WWE style behind. Which if you're working on the indies. Should be deaf. But his I feel his character really brings him along. For this. But no it's been really. Really good. Um, it looks like a good card so far. It does sort of bring up. What the fuck is a bullet club anymore. Actually this wasn't. Well, this wasn't going to be a topic. For this podcast. But when I was talking in the WhatsApp group we have between us, and I was like, "Hey, so um, these are the topics I'm covering. Anything I've missed?" I'm um, Rob, I believe it was. Just went, um, "What the fuck is going on with the Bullet Club?" And I'm like, "Actually, I don't know what the fuck is going on with the Bullet Club." Okay, so here's how I kind of see the state of the Bullet Club right now. I think the Bucks are technically still in it. I think the Bucks are technically still in Bullet Club. I don't think Omega is. I think Bucks is sort of floating between. Bullet Club and um, the Golden Elite, which is a new stable. I don't think that's going to add because they don't need another babyface stable, do they? What do we have? They have Chaos and the babyface side. Actually, yeah, that could work. Um, but no, the I can I don't know what's going on with Bullet Club. What I think is going to happen, and what I kind of hope is going to happen, is sort of they sort of split into the three factions where we have the Golden Elite. Um, you're going to have the OG guys plus Ishimori. So you're going to have um, Tonga, Fale, um, Tangaloa, who I know is an OG, but, you know, it, he, it's his brother, um, Takahashi and Ishimori, since um, he was brought in by Tama Tonga 
and he, Tamatonga did bury Skill when he brought Ishimori out. So I feel that that would be one side, and then you'll have, sort of have like the Americanized face, the Americanized, that's the whole fucking point of Bullock Up, but like the Ring of Honor faction, kind of actually, with Mighty Skill, um, Hangman Page, Chase Owens, and who who's the other one? Cody. I forgot about Cody. And I feel it's just going to split into like four things, which does sort of stink of NWO. But I feel like there's, it's less inflated. Of a Bullet Club is by far the most inflated um, faction in New Japan. I don't know where it's going to go. But that is somewhat exciting because a lot of the times with... Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, you can sort of see where things are going to go. Very often swerve us. Like, after the G1 last year, we were just like, oh, obviously Omega's taking on Ibushi at the Dome, and then it's fucking Omega Chris Jericho out of no fucking nowhere. So, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, we don't know what's going on, and that does make it exciting. I know people are frustrated by not knowing what's going on at the Bullet Club, so we just sort of have this idea of a Bullet Club should be. It's like, yeah, man, too sweet. But, um... No, I'm really looking forward to see what happens. Um, I kind of hope this becomes the death of Bullet Club memes. Because honestly, if I hear one more fucking event, American event where someone gets us too sweet after a two count, I'm going to punch a hole in my wall. I fucking hate that. Actually, we'll be getting into that later on in the podcast and during some audience participation segment. I hope you're looking forward to that one. So stay tuned to the Young Lion podcast. Uh, if you're this far in, you're probably staying tuned anyway. But yeah... um. G1 fashion looks great. I have no fucking clue what's going on with the Bullet Club. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with the Bullet Club? I wish I knew, but at the same time, I'm glad. Because in reality, this storyline has the potential to go on for another two and a half years. Two and a half years? Fuck. Another year and a half. Two and a half years. Jesus. I think that's way too long. But it has potential to go from now to the next dome shit. Um, Wrestle Kingdom 13, it would be. No, the last one was 12. Wrestle Kingdom 14. I've had the potential to go a long time because there's a lot of things to sort out. Like, this has been... The seeds for this have been planted for ages. Like, it's been planted since Dominion last year. And then you had, like, Tamatonga going off on Omega in the G1. And there's there's so many rogue aspects of its Bullet Club storyline. So you really don't know where it's going to go. But you sort of know where everyone stands kind of like you know Tama just sort of wants Bullet Club to be how it was um you know um Marty's gonna go wherever except him um you know Cody made it play for power but then there was a weird thing in being the elite where I think he seems to regret his actions but that's not shown on TV it's just shown on being the elite so is that really a case or are they just doing something with being the elite that's, I think that's the problem with a lot of the story stuff going on in being the elite you can't really tell what's canon and what's not in terms of the New Japan story which is worrying at times but oh well oh well um i think i've drilled on this long enough so let's just move on to um the star rating because the legendary dave Meltzer of the wrestling observer has released his star ratings for dominion now star ratings isn't something i care all that much about like i feel it's a lot like metacritic where like if you're going back uh, in time and watching some matches it's a good indicator of is this match worth ta- checking out like I do use star ratings when I'm wa- going back to watch mode wrestling like I want to watch a single match I want it to be a good match okay let's go to um, Pro Fight DB check out Vader because I've been actually been watching a lot of Vader stuff recently and what's ha- rated high with Meltzer okay that's rated quite high I'll go check that out and it's normally it's normally a really good match but 
it's one man's opinion and he's uh he knows a lot about wrestling and i respect his opinion but it's not some like people talk about star ratings like it's gospel and some and complain when the match they loved didn't get as high a star rating as they wanted like last year with pete dunn versus tyler bay where people were like it should have been five stars dave fuck dave Meltzer, and it's sort of like if it if you think his opinion is that shit it shouldn't matter to you it's just not something i really care for but it's sort of a big part of wrestling culture now so i'd be remiss if i didn't mention it so i'll mention it very quickly um Rapongi 3k versus zuki gun but got 3.25 stars um finley and juice versus white and yoshiashi got 2.25 um ishii versus yano versus saber and suzuki got 3.75 um elgin goto and taichi got 3.5 lij versus young box got 4.5 liger mysterio and tanahashi versus bullet club got 3.5 osprey versus takahashi got 4.75 jericho versus naito got 4.5 and okada and mega got 7 breaking his star ratings again but oh well um that's about how i rate these i as you know i do a one to ten scale of them if i'm racing a match um i i apart from the only thing we really disagree on him but here by the looks of it is after if it's takashi by like one point it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things you know it's a cool i'm pretty sure it's cool for the wrestlers to get such a well-respected figures stamp of approval but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't affect my enjoyment or disenjoyment of a match. He rated Kota and Cody four stars at Dentaco, and I still don't like that fucking match. So it's a nice wee thing. I just don't care all that much. A cool wee thing, actually, is Kenny Omega. His One of his matches from Developmental was added to the WWE Network. That's quite cool. WWE seems to be courting Omega a little bit recently like um i think they're just sort of like but people already know who the fuck he is we may as well just mention him and stop the marks from complaining but um we have him getting mentioned on twitter added on twitter actually um we have him being mentioned on wwe's youtube and now he's on the wwe network you know it's a cool we think it's not something that's really telling in the grand scheme of things but at the same time, it's just a cool wee thing, like mentioning outside talent. So like, I marked out a few years ago. It was after Samoa Joe and um, AJ Styles left TNA. And then w- suddenly WWE was like, oh, did you know Samoa Joe and AJ Styles wrestled in WWE? And like at the time, my, what, 15, 16, 17 maybe year old brain was just like, oh, they mentioned these guys who I've been watching since I was a kid but never did before. And it was just cool. Like it's quite cool actually. Recently, they've been mentioning a lot more outside of them, like acknowledging that things happen outside. Like Bruce Pritchard, on his god awful show on the WWE Network, um, has uploaded one about AJ Styles' show at WWE, not in WWE. Um, AJ Styles' run in TNA, and yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool that WWE sort of branching out in that way. Um, it doesn't make me want to watch Raw, like, but I'll happily watch NXT. <laughs> Uh, actually, that's pretty much the only reason I have the network nowadays is to watch NXT and the other network shows and the old pay-per-views. Um, some, sometimes I have a new pay-per-view. I'm going to be watching TakeOver and I'm going to be watching Money in the Bank. But uh, for the most part, I just don't care about the WWE product. It's why I review New Japan. Um, but no, it's cool that Kenny Omega is on the, on the network. It's just really cool. But but not of other promotions. Let's talk about what else I've been watching other than New Japan Pro Wrestling. I say have been watching... I don't actually get to watch some of these. Some of them because they were seasonal. Some of them because the fucking Super Juniors took up all my time recently and I've been catching up. 
But um, yeah, Lucha Underground's back. It started out with Aztec Warfare, which had me hype as fuck. Um, I just love how Dario Cueto's dad is just the guy who played Dario Cueto in a fake a fake ass beard i find that fucking hilarious um and this adds to sort of a b-movie charm that is um as in like a horror b-movie not the b-movie um the charm of the low budget charm somewhat of lucha underground and it's not the temple anymore i feel i feel this is something i can get over but it looks more like a set than the temple did like the temple looked like dark grungy dingy it looked horrible it looks like these people just went there to watch a fight but this doesn't. This looks like a TV studio. I'm sure I'll get used to it. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, I don't like the multicolored ropes, but again, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, Aztec Warfare was just amazing. I would argue it was better than the Rumble, um, in terms of just technical shit. I I mean, the Rumble it, it, it excited me because of Nakamura winning, but at the same time, yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it it was a rumble. Like honestly, with raw rumbles, I sort of lose interest after um the twentieth guy comes in, and then I only really perk up when a surprise guy comes in, and after the final four are in the ring. But and with Aztec Warfare, it's twenty people. There were some great surprises. Um, if you haven't watched Lucha Underground, turn off now because I'm spoiling the show of this. Um, Tommy Dreamer came in. Which was a fun wee surprise. Um, Chavo came back. I'm pretty sure it's going to be long term. I hope it is. Um, Son of Havoc is now part of the Trios camp, um, Championship, which is great. Um, it's just, I love Lucha Underground, man. Like, most of the matches are spot fests, I will say. But, like, there's very little psychology in a Lucha Underground match. But they do produce some of my matches of the year. Like, last year, with. Um, <laughs> it was AF Dante Fox versus Killshot. And it was a spot fest, but it was. An amazing spot fest. Like, I don't like spot fests all the time, but sort of like, Lucha Underground is my one hour burst of spot fests, and I love it. Um, so, what else have I been watching? I watched Ring of Honor this week. Um, Jonathan Gresham and Flip Gordon actually had a really good match. Um, I really want to see Jonathan Gresham do well. He is awesome. I, as you know, I love technical um, map based wrestling, and he's amazing at technical map based wrestling. I remember a few years ago when he debuted, it was in the. Um, Christ, uh, what's their, their future of honor tournament? That's it. And he, they were like, the people have drawn comparisons between this man and da Brian Danielson. I'm like, <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. Oh shit. Oh shit. He's actually really fucking good. Um, he's not on the level of Bra Daniel Bryan, obviously, but he's young and he has so much time. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you can do. Um, Bully Ray is having the heel run of his life. He just came in. Um, he's been feuding with Flip Gordon and he was like, um, Hey man, if I was going to attack you, I'd have attacked you by now. Put your fist down. I just found out you're from Missouri. You were in the army. I used to be. Yeah, you used to be. My my dad wants to live in Missouri, and I respect the army. Here's my parents. <laughs> Shook hands. Um, bully salutes him. Flip salutes back. Bully gets him in the fucking balls. But I love Bully Ray is an amazingly underrated singles competitor. Like, look at his TNA run, which I know is lauded by a lot of people. But you, some people you say that to is like, Bubba Ray Dudley had a singles run, and I'm like, it's so much more than that. He is the best of all time at drawing heat from a crowd. He can take any crowd and pinpoint what makes them cheer or what makes them boo, and he will exploit the fuck out of it. He is just an amazing promo. 
And also a Punky Free K were in the main event. So yay, Japanese related. Um, it was a good main event, although I think a lot of people are sort of sick of the Briscoes at this point. Because while like small things change, have they ever become more crazy or less crazy? At the end of the day, they're still the same rednecks they were set when they were feuding with Haas and Benjamin back in 2012, you know? Holding the championship nine times, you know? So the Young Bucks sort of have evolved since 2012. The Briscoes really haven't, except they stopped wearing Confederate flags, which... Yeah, good idea. Very good idea. Uh, actually, the heels. But that's probably not the best idea then. Because if you want heat. But then again, some people might cheer you in the south. Yeah. Yeah, that's messy. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that. Um, Ring of Honor has been really good. I'm actually going to get back into watching it weekly now. Because that last episode was a really good episode. Good stories and really fun technical matches. Um, Jonathan Gresham is now one of my boys. <laughs> And well, oh NXT. I haven't watched this week's NXT yet. I'm gonna watch that after I'm done filming here. But I'm really looking forward to Takeover. Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet. It's gonna be mwah, mwah. um and Money in the Bank. I guess I'm looking forward to the Money in the Bank match. I'm still debating whether or not it's worth staying up for. I mean, I have the network, so, so I can watch it at the time or after. I might just watch it at the time. To be honest, it's not like I feel completely obligated. I don't watch Raw SmackDown week to week, which is a shame because I love a lot of the talent. I love obviously AJ Styles. I used to love Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, actually, this is part of my unpopular opinion section, so I'll get into that later. But I love so much of the talent on there, and like, I haven't watched a full episode of Raw during Braun Strowman's push of the past year and a half. But I've seen obviously the highlights and. It looks amazing. There's so many people I want to get behind, but I can't because it's WWE. Like, Bobby Lashley is a talent I love, and I've seen that fucking god-awful promo. And, like, there's all these people I want to love. I just can't be bothered following. It's what well, it's the same thing that TNA became for me um, after, like, a lot of the people left. After, like, Joe left and AJ left and all that, and I was just like, I still love the talent here, but they're really not doing anything good with them. Like, I loved the American Wolves. I loved... Um, Austin Aries, I loved Bobby Roode, I loved James Storm, but we weren't doing anything good with them. There was sort of there was a point where we were just sort of harkening back to the past, and you know, um, Team has been pretty good recently. Apparently, I might get back into it. Um, Ishimori's gone there, so I'm definitely watching that fucking episode. But yeah, um, just that was just a quick thing about other promotions. We have the time to kill. Sorry, in this podcast. So why the fuck not? Just a little bit about me and my outside wrestling. I actually just got um my ticket for Honor Reunited in August, and it looks really good. Like with no competitors announced, just the more singles matches confirmed anyway, because it's going to be an American talent versus a UK talent, which is something I love. I love these sort of World Cup things. Um, when we came around, it's the one thing I actually loved from WCPW, and that was fucking relevant. Was their World Cup? Um, just because. It's just a lot of international talent, and there's some pretty good matches in there. It's actually one of my biggest regrets in um, life is not going to their show in Motherwell for um, the World Cup. But at the same time, it's sort of like, it's fucking, it's Motherwell. You have a good place in, you run Metal Bank in Edinburgh, just run there for it. More people will turn up. You Don't go to fucking Motherwell Town Hall, you know. I really have to go up to Glasgow and go into Motherwell. It's just a pain in the ass. But so I didn't go, and I kind of regret it, mostly because I, there's not really many opportunities to see Will Osprey um, anymore. But still, I'm really, 
I really love the concept of this. I hope it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. It's Ring of Honor, actually. I've never been to a bad Ring of Honor show, but I've only been to two Ring of Honor shows. It's going to be worth the 30 quid I paid. Actually, it's funny, last time. Um, they didn't sell a lot of 50 quid tickets, so I just sort of moseyed on into the 50 quid section. No one questioned it. Um, fourth row watching Tanahashi. Perfect. But yeah, just a little bit about other promotions because we have the time to kill. But there's some more stuff I need to get into. Um... Mostly the G1 hopes. Hopes for the G1 and the G1 climax. Oh, yes, the hopes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But anyway, um, going into the G1 hopes, yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the G1. I think everyone is. This isn't going to be a full-on what br- I want in each bracket. But, you know, there's some things I'd like but maybe want in previous years. Because the last few years we've had surprises. Like in 2016, we had Noah guys come in. The ace of Noah. I forget his name. Uh, Marafuji, I believe it was. Um, came in, destroyed Okada, and then got a match at King of Pro Wrestling, which was really cool. And then last year, we had Abushi coming back from his Tiger Mask persona. And then also some big upsets. There's always big upsets in the G1. Um, the champion is going to get pinned, and it's always a fun time. But some things I hope... I really hope Chris Jericho's in there. Dave Meltzer has said he's probably not going to be around for a while, which, you know, makes sense, and I don't necessarily mind that, because it sort of fits within Jericho's character in New Japan Pro Wrestling to do that. And which is sort of why I don't mind that Brock Lesnar does it on the main roster, because, you know, it fits within Brock Lesnar's character of big money fights, and it fits into Chris Jericho's of, I just want the glory, really. Yeah, I'm crazy. Who to do? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, but no, the... That would be really cool. I kind of want Cody in there. As much as I shit on Cody, I think he would make a great antagonist in the G1. If he's going to focus more on New Japan, he's probably not. It's probably because Ring of Honor will have shows, and I think Ring of Honor is a bigger priority for him than Japan. Mostly because we treat him, <laughs> we treat him better. Um, but I want a big Ring of Honor star to be in the G1. I, again, I don't see it happen because Ring of Honor is still running shows, and they don't. They won't want to give up their champion in Dalton Castle. They won't want to give up Jay Lethal. They won't. They won't want to give up their big stars, which I'm cool with, you know. Um, but, but I really wish we could have some big Ring of Honor star in there. Um, I hope Yoshihashi is in there because honestly, Yoshihashi sort of gives me nothing. Like, Yano at least gives you surprises. When Yoshihashi wins, it's just sort of like, yeah, he was probably going to win at some point. But it's Yoshi. Like, Yoshihashi is just the epitome of, I just don't care. Like, he's he's a fall, he's Chaos's fall guy. In essence, for me, at the very least, he is Chaos's Chase Owens. And I just don't care. Like, I don't want him to be in there. Like, I know most people take exception more to Yano, but I, I find Yano funny, so I have no problem with him being in there for the sake of variety. It's sort of the reason I don't hate Taguchi um, in the best of Super Juniors, but no, I I just don't want Yoshihashi in there. Just, but, but, it's, this wasn't meant to be long. This is just something I hope to see. It's probably not going to happen. But, you know, maybe some Impact stars. Maybe have Austin Aries in there. Maybe have Eli Drake. No, Eli Drake. Nah, don't. Ooh, John Morrison actually. John Morrison, I think it could actually be a proper possibility with recent rumors for the G One, and I think that would be amazing. Like, imagine um John Morrison versus Omega. Oh, 
man, that sounds amazing. Um, so amazing it made me try and do an American accent. It probably didn't come off as such, but still. Um, G- G1's going to be great, regardless if these things don't happen. Honestly, you just take New Japan talent and it's great. We don't get to see many people in singles. Maybe give Tangaloa a go. You know, it could, it could, it can't be worse. I mean, you've lost Yuji Nagata for the G1, so you need to find someone to fill that hole. And I think Tangaloa at this point could fill his hole. Oh, oh dear, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Just moving on, moving swiftly on. Lastly, here on the Young Line podcast, I would like to talk about some unpopular New Japan opinions. We all have them, so I'm going to share some of mine. Um, I'm going to take some from Twitter and Facebook and even our own Rob. Um, so let's just jump into it. Um, first of all, let's talk about two of mine, just two, and I'm going, and it's not going to take too long to get through these. Um, first one for me is I love Tai Chi. If you want to know why, kind of just go back to the Dominion review. But I just love him. I know I shouldn't love him. I know he is on basically every level shit. But I love Tai Chi. Tai Chi for IWGP world heavyweight champion please and secondly this goes outside of um new japan this goes to wwe i think shinsuke nakamura is having shit matches because he isn't trying which is gonna get me annoyed but i just don't i think on the main roster he just doesn't care enough like he doesn't feel he needs to work as hard to get his bigger reaction and it really shows and if you think it doesn't show look at his matches with AJ Styles AJ will work as hard as he does for every major match he won't do it on TV all the time but basically on every pay-per-view he's going to bump around you to make you look amazing Nakamura just doesn't seem to care that much which I kind of get. I feel that I've heard that was the reason he went to WWE was because he didn't want to keep taking the battering you're taking a New Japan ring. But at the same time, try a little bit, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so the first um, submitted unpopular opinion comes from Rob, who said in the post that he posted um, for me to get these unpopular opinions but he didn't like Hiroki Goto he actually expanded more on that in the DM he was like he noticed during Wrestle Kingdom 12 that Suzuki Entertainment and not Goto and he just hasn't found him entertaining since he feels he is the worst part of that freeway um, which had Tai Chi and Big Mike and I'm sort of just like well Tai Chi and Big Mike are sort of two of my boys so you're insulting and Goto's one of my boys it's all sort of insulting three of my boys right there Rob but um yeah I I can see why, like, in terms of who's owned, owned, who's held that never title. So, like, before him, it was Suzuki. Before him, um, Shibata had a stranglehold on it. Like, even Evil is more interesting. What I do, because the biggest thing about Goto, his biggest character trait is that he loses big matches. And, like, sometimes he wins a big match or he gets so close and it's so good. But, yeah, I can see, like... If that doesn't work when you have a title, really. Like, um, I, f- I love the redemption stories, the sort of the fallen samurai thing um, go to what's going on, but I can really see how that can get on people's nerves. I don't, I don't think that's an unfounded or unfair opinion, really. But the next one, I think really is unfair. I, I detest this next one. I'm not going to lie from you. It comes from um, at Wendog27 on Twitter. And it says, not so much about the promotion, but the Japanese crowds irritate me. I know they don't get into us as much as the Americans do, and I respect the tradition, but still, it gets on my nerves. They do get into matches. Like, I can't really say anything here other than do you have ears. Like, 
they might not be chanting a lot, and if they're chanting, we're just chanting for the name of the people who we want to win. But they are, they are screaming. They are getting to a fever pitch. They are clapping. They're, the only thing they're not doing, really, is smarky chants, which is why I love the Japanese crowd, because they're not cunts. Like, they get into it like it's an actual sporting event. Like, whereas over here, you have people just doing the whole two sweet thing, and fucking... I, I prefer a Japanese crowd to uh, an American crowd any day. Um, my favourite crowd is still a British crowd because of we're not dicks, but at the same time, um, we did come up with some pretty fucking cool chants. Like, a British crowd will cheer the good guys, boo the bad guys, and not be dicks during the main event. But Americans will cheer the bad guys, boo the good guys, and be a dick during the main event. If <laughs> you don't believe me, go watch WrestleMania. So... Yeah, I just I think you're just playing wrong on this one, man. Like, not even going into my preferences for the type of crowd, they do get loud near the end of a really good match. And if you can't hear that, buy new speakers. I don't know. Maybe stop watching on your iPhone. Um, a lot of things I saw from people, including Ray Gallagher, was um, they could cut a good hour of shows and just stop with all these six men. Well, I, I, I'm going to defend the six men here. Um, on house shows, they are definitely there because you can't have a New Japan style singles match on every tour. I'm sorry, you just can't. Like one, one, a few, you get a few on every like minor tour. But for the most part, it's a body preserving thing. Like everyone getting big spots. Like, and each person will maybe not even have to do one big spot per match. It's just a way of conserving your body. And at the same time, they always further stories. Like, in, like I saw reviews of Dominion where they're like, oh, they could have just cut off uh, tag matches. And I'm just sort of like, no, not really. Like, every tag match serves a purpose. All tag matches set, set up something for the future. There's no point in not having them. They all serve something and it allows people to... It does allow people to keep going. Um, some um, Mark Davis on Facebook says not a fan of the Golden Lovers and saying he just prefers Kenny as a member of the Bullet Club and the Elite over tagging with Ibushi. I get that you prefer it, but I think this is a problem a lot of wrestling fans get is that just because it's not your story, it doesn't mean it's not a good story. Like, you see it a lot. Like, uh, fuck, so I hit, hit the mic there. Um... We see it a lot, like in at WrestleMania, people complaining about Charlotte beating Asuka, and it's sort of like if they move on correctly, they could. And actually, I saw I, there's this guy I used to talk to. I don't talk to him anymore because he's a creep. But he was like, Omega should have won the G One. Naito hasn't done, earned it. It doesn't make any sense story wise. And you're just sort of like, it makes Naito winning the G One makes perfect sense story wise. While like Okada versus Naito for me was a disappointment at Wrestle Kingdom. It's it, it was still great story-wise. It works. Like they can, those two are very much storytellers. But that's I, did, I just went on a tangent there. But yeah, it's I, I, I don't think that should make you not like the Golden Lovers. They are a really good tag team, and they have the history to sort of back themselves up. I I respect your opinion, but I very much disagree with it. Um, from Ryan Erdley on Facebook. Um, Jay White has a lot of potential, and I don't know why he's so unpopular. I agree with this. I, I've went into this before. I think Jay White is fantastic. I think Jay White has a big upside. He's so young. Like, he is in his 20s still, and he's just... 
He's just really good. He has so much room to grow. And when paired with someone good, he can have a really good match. He had a really good match with Omega earlier this year. So I'm not going to complain. This was all really good. Um, wasn't sold on Kushida's push um, as a face of a junior division um, from Jay Ortega on Facebook. I agree with this, kind of. Um, like, as a champion, I can get behind Kushida. As, like, the face, he's, he's kind of a bland ace for the junior division. Like, if you look at the aces he's had what on the heavyweight division while he's been the ace of the juniors, the aces have been Okada and Tanahashi, two of the most charismatic men going. And then you have Kishida, who's just sort of like, I like Back to the Future! Yeah, it's just sort of a... He's not that charismatic as Kishida. And, like, you can see... You can sort of see that, but in basically any tag match, he's the least important part of most tag matches. Like when I, he was in a six-man tag when I saw him at uh, um, War of the Worlds in Edinburgh. It was him, Titan, and Mystico from CML versus um, LIJ, and just no one cared about Kushida. <laughs> it was quite sad because he was the RH TV champion and the junior heavyweight champion at the time. But oh well. Um, the ho- from Martin Anderson on Facebook, the whole show is overrated and is honestly just the shallow how principle. The WWE is so bad that a bang average show with no psychology is at least different and means it's better for some people. Okay, I'm gonna assume every single bit of your um, reply means that what I think it means. Um, New Japan. Okay, it, it does all come down to opinion, but I don't think New Japan's only good by WWE's comparison, because I got into New Japan back in... Tw- when, when was Wrestling Kingdom 9? 2014? 2013? And that's when WWE was actually quite good. So, and I've enjoyed WWE while watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, but two completely different products. And your claim here that New Japan has no psychology. I just can't... Like, did you not see... There's consistent selling. There's consistent storytelling throughout all these matches. I don't know what to tell you. Like, then I, I can point you to matches, but I don't think that's going to change your mind. I think you. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I can't agree with it. Um, Dan Karaza, um, Takahashi is a better Bullet Club member than Cody Hangman and Marty. He feels more like a Bullet Club member than Cody Hangman and Marty. That's my biggest problem. With sort of the new wave of Bullet Club. Like Adam Cole got fully into Bullet Club. But he was sort of the last member to do so. Like Cody, Man and Marty. They sort of just have a little Bullet Club logo somewhere. And then that's it. Like when I saw. Again when I saw them at Ring of Honor Adam. Where Cody and Marty were in a tag match. The Bullet Club merching was so minimal. And it's sort of like. If you're going to be a part of this faction. You rep the faction. Don't rep yourself. You know I know it gets you less money. But at the same time. I don't think you're especially wanting for the money. Um, Okada is amazing. I just don't care for him. From Drew Long. I can see that. Um, Okada is very much a Roman Reigns type figure. In terms of who he is. And how he was positioned. And I can see why you wouldn't be behind him. I'm not actually that behind him. Like I'm often on the side of wanting him to lose. Especially for the last. From Wrestle Kingdom on- onwards. I just desperate. Like I didn't want him to lose the evil as such. But I was like. When. Um, Naito went up against him. I wanted him to lose. When on some level, when Sonata went up against him, I wanted him to lose. Um, 
so yeah um one guy here had a lot of opinions so i'm just gonna tackle one let's see what he has here um i hate osprey and saber Ooh, he didn't say why so i can't really tackle that like that, that's the problem with a lot of these unpopular opinions people just said i don't like such and such i didn't say why you know I just don't get it. Um, I still like Big Mike. This might be a good controversial one to end on. From what I understand of the Big Mike situation, and I'm not too bit read up on it, he was a bad promoter. Someone did a horrible thing who was under his employ, and he didn't tackle it properly. So, the way I see it, he, he, he shouldn't be allowed in a position of power ever again. But I don't know if that affects my enjoyment of his wrestling too much like again i still said it in the dominion review if we separate art from artists here i know it's very hard and like for some people who can't and i understand that but big mike did look amazing that triple threat match um michael elgin's been one of my favorites since ring of honor um since i started watching ring of honor and it's just sort of it is a very typical um difficult subject for in this particular case i can separate the art from the artist for this particular case i understand when other people can't um so i do agree that um i still love big mike but i can really see why other people can't he d he did do a pretty fucking horrific thing and like you can see him trying to justify him the text that will leak and no it's so he didn't have much of a leg to stand on i can't i can't co comment all too much just I, I do also still like Big Mike. Um, there's more of these. I'm going to go into more of these next week. Because we do have like two three weeks to kill. Before I can really talk about anything of substance. So I'm going to make this a weekly segment. Um, so if you have any. There'll be, there's a post on the Podmania. Um, social media pages. Go comment your unpopular opinions there. And hopefully this. Turns into a fun weekly segment. Like It reminds me of Anthony Fantano's Let's Argue. I, which is my favourite thing he does. So I hope this becomes a regular se segment. So that was the online podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to end with some recommendations. Go watch... Um, fuck, what was it? It's Canadian Stampede. I just watched that recently for the first time. And really good. Not a bad match on there. Um, Michinuku versus um, Suzuki was great. And Vader had his, probably one of his best WWE matches other than the one he had with Shawn Michaels. Vader got so fucked in WWF. Go watch some New Japan Pro Wrestling Vader. Go watch some WCW Vader. Like, if you've only seen this WWE stuff. Because, honestly, retroactively, Vader is one of my favourites of all time. He is the, certainly my favourite big man of all time. Vader is just amazing. Um, and lastly, go watch this week's Lucha Underground. As I said before, it's probably my um, show of the week if you're not counting Dominion because I was on the Saturday. But it was an it was an amazing um, Aztec warfare. It's really fun. I'm not sure I'm happy with Penta sort of running through the whole place, but many stories were set up in that. And honestly, it feels like a bit of a soft reboot for Lucha Underground. So if you haven't watched the previous seasons, I don't think you'll miss out that much. I think you can pick it up as you go along. But if you haven't, it's in season format. And if you're in America, it's on Netflix. If it's if you're over in the UK, Putlocker. Don't tell anyone I said that. Um, but seriously, go watch the Lucha Underground. If I had more time on these Young Line podcasts, I'd talk about Lucha Underground more often. And actually, probably will be for the next couple of weeks if there's nothing going on. But yeah, go, that's my recommendations for this week. It's been a blast, guys. Go follow me on Twitter, oman0401. Um, go um, 
re- read some of my stuff over on Light and Nerdy. I there's a piece coming out on um, my thoughts on Cri- the Chris Benoit trilogy and whether or not I can enjoy him as a wrestler after knowing what he did, and also tackling some of the idiots who think he didn't do it. He did do it, people. Um, but yeah, hit me up wherever you f- see fit. And until uh, next week, guys, have a blast. See ya.